Hello and welcome to Build Back Better. I'm Dawn Lyle from For The Region. Today we're going to have a really inspiring conversation with our friend and member, Louis, who is founder of Web Marketer, an innovative online marketing company. Louis, thanks for talking to us today. Nice to see you. Hey, nice to see you too, Dawn. Thanks for having me on. So we're delighted to have you as a member of our alliance and really great to kind of follow the growth of your business over the last year or so. But um, before we get into some of that, tell me a little bit about you. What's your journey been and how did you come to set up your own company in Southwest Wales? So I've always been really, really risk averse. And so I think that's part of the reason it took me 10 years of being a career marketer to, to start my own business. I graduated as a graphic designer, believe it or not. And I kind of always knew that I was never going to be great. I wasn't really that good at graphic design. I just knew that wasn't going to get me out of bed in the morning longer term. You know, I didn't really want to live to be a graphic designer that was not that great at being a graphic designer. So I knew the kind of the uh, graphic design agency was out of the question because, because the, a certain skill level was needed to, be, to go down that route. And so what I thought was, well... I might not be able to work for an agency, although that that might be a, that that would be really cool if I could could do that at some point. So what I decided to do is I started to look for in-house roles, in-house design roles, and thought I'd just build uh, collect experiences basically as time went on. So I I found this job that was like you will work uh, on projects for kind of Microsoft and Intel and AMD and Nvidia Graphics and all of these big name kind of IT companies. So okay, cool, I'll have that for my portfolio. And very quickly, I was designing kind of packaging and uh, kind of you know, product illustrations and things like this. And very quickly, I started moving into helping the company with designing for marketing. So like advertising placements on websites, designing mail shots and all things like that. And I just found myself getting more and more interested in kind of making designs and then looking at the data and speaking to the sales team for feedback about what happens when they went out into the world. Um, and I found, I found that just absolutely fascinating and started kind of making conscious changes to designs and actually speaking to the sales team to go, okay, so how did that perform? How did this one perform? And just making notes of what was working and what wasn't. So, so yeah, so I, I enjoyed kind of three years in that role, over which time we actually uh, had our first son, Jake. And we, we kind of, we were living in Cardiff. So my, my partner, Angharad, she'd spent the last four years in university in Newcastle. For the last few months of pregnancy and the, and the first few months of Jake's life, I was working most of the day and, sh and she was kind of at home without really a community to be integrated with. So quickly we decided we'd move back to Carmarthenshire, which is where I'm from. And I spent a good kind of 10 months commuting uh, back and forth to Cardiff before finding a role in, in West Wales, uh, which, was, which was great. I didn't have the best time in that role. Um, it was quite challenging. And I think uh, if I'd have had more, more experience, I'd have been able to make a better go of it. So yeah, so I saw this job opportunity to pop up and it was basically, it was the dream job. It was um, to promote Swansea Mumbles and, and the Gower as a digital marketing officer. So, you know, I, I was kind of looking at it. My job is to tell people to go to the beach and that's, that's what I do. And it was really exciting because, you know, the, the Facebook page at the time had around 10,000 Facebook followers, which was a big deal for me as an aspiring digital marketer by that time. And the website was getting 100,000 visitors to it every year. And the, the kind of objective was to improve the digital marketing and to increase the traffic to the website. So that, so that was great. I got to kind of live back home. I, I never really thought that I would get the opportunity to, to move back to Carmarthenshire, where I grew up and I, and I loved. I loved the rural, friendly nature of it. I loved 
Um, I mean, in Login, where I grew up, we were kind of 40 minutes from about 40 different beaches. And in Llanelli, you know, you're, you're right on the coast again. So that was something I really didn't want to want to give up. And I kind of was always a little bit hesitant about the future of my career because it's kind of like, well, marketing is a big city profession, right? You know, at minimum, you've got to be in Cardiff, possibly Bristol, probably London. So there was always that thing in the back of my mind is like, I want to live in, in, in Carmarthenshire. I want to live in West Wales, but I've got this big city, these big city ambitions. So it was great that I, I could say that I had, you know, I had a proper digital marketing um, job uh, whilst, you know, whilst be, being able to live in Carmarthenshire in West Wales. So yeah, so that job went really, really well. I was able to add 100,000 unique visitors a year to the website. Um, and we, we did some really good work, actually. We used the, a lot of the research that, that the team were doing and a lot of the online analytics that I was, I was kind of looking at to build out a whole new part of the website. And just from doing that, just from like kind of listening to what people were looking for and what, understanding what people were trying to do, we took the website from generating, I think it was 1,200 email subscribers a year to like 35,000 plus in the year that we put this kind of the findings of our research live. And so a year after that, I was promoted uh, to be a, a kind of senior marketing officer. Um, and I kind of I then straddled across the tourism team and also then the marketing services, which was kind of responsible for all the, the cultural and heritage offering, the kind of, um, you know, the, the, the events and kind of promoting all, all of that you know, side of things uh, for, for Swansea Council, which was great. I didn't get to experience that for a, a huge amount of time because I think eight months or so into that, I, I was actually headhunted then into a, an advertising agency. Um, so I, I joined Crunchably Digital, who are a really innovative uh, advertising agency um, based in SA1. Um, and they focus on kind of recruitment and uh, education marketing, like online advertising for those specific mar markets. And that was when I really kind of took the skills that I had and, and learned to apply them to an online advertising capacity. And kind of after three years of, of working really, really hard, really luckily, I had a family uh, member kind of go, well, I can see you're working really, really hard. I don't think you'd actually be working that much harder if you set up your own business. What would it take for you to set up your own business? And I kind of said, well, it's, you know, I've got a young family at home. It's, it's, it's a salary thing. Like it would be the risk of things go wrong. Family doesn't eat. <laughs> So quite luckily, I had uh, you know, the, the offer of, well, what if I could cover your salary for a maximum of 12 months? Would you be able to make a go of it? And so, yeah, I, I you know, bit the hand off, obviously. And actually, it only took three, four months before you know, I, was, I was writing these ca uh, cash calls, what we call cash calls every month, going, I expect over the next month, we're going to need this much money to, to stay afloat. And we only did that for, I think, four, four, four or five months out of the total for 12 months. So yeah, so that was a that was kind of a the long version. I, I told you I'd try and keep it as short. That was the short version. <laughs> wow, no, that's great, Louis. I mean, that's great to hear that story. And there's loads you can sort of pull out of that. I mean, it's amazing to hear that you're, you know, in that lucky position of having a, a family member to support you in those early days of starting your business. When I started my computer graphics company in 2003. I didn't have a family member as such, but at that point, the, the Welsh government was running this scheme called KEF. It was a European money scheme called the Knowledge Exploitation Fund. And what that basically did was pay entrepreneurs um, a minimum salary 
for a period of nine months to give you some space to set up your company. And I always thought that was the best support that you could get because it's just that that you need. You just need enough to live on in order to develop your business full time, don't you? And to give you that sense of security to take that leap and take that risk. And so, yeah, that, that's an amazing gift that you had from a, from a family member. And uh, we'd love to see more entrepreneurs across Southwest Wales having that kind of backing, that kind of support, really amazing. And I loved what you said there really about your expectations of what your career ambitions could look like if you stayed in our region versus if you went off to kind of have a big city career. And I bet a lot of young people across our region feel the same, that they've got these ambitions of career paths they want to follow and they just doubt whether they could do those locally in Swansea, Carmarthenshire, Pembrokeshire and Neath Patal. But, you know, are those opportunities here? So really interesting, the journey you've been on to realise actually you've had some fantastic career opportunities, both with the local authority, it sounds like, and with Crunch Digital. And there are increasingly some really dynamic creative and digital agencies in our region that can provide great career opportunities. So that's a lovely sort of lesson that you learned and hopefully something we can share with other young people you know you don't have to you don't have to go away and and try try and build your career here because you never know what opportunities there are until you start looking and people don't realize do they what fantastic firms we have in our region uh, that's it that's it and, I, and I'm a strong believer because you know I, I, I do kind of pinch myself sometimes because it feels that that everything fell into my lap but then I do have to remind myself that I spent 10 years like collecting experiences, like really, really learning hard and implementing what I learned. And also I was lucky enough to have managers that were that gave me the freedom to, to test things and, and run with things and kind of put them in motion. And I think that's a that's a really important thing is that you absolutely can work work in the region and and, and kind of really, really go for it. And, and, and almost what we're seeing as the world is changing is that those kind of more organic wholesome values that you get from you know i would say more rural or lower population communities really translate well into business uh, situations you know we're one of our one of our key things in in web marketer is that you know we're, we're always conscientious we have three core pillars that are transparency integrity and excellence so it's about being honest and it's about always doing the best work for your clients but actually, it's also about really, really pushing forward to be the best that you can be through that. Because if you're going to be honest and if you're always going to tell the truth and if you're going to open everything up for full transparency, then you've really got to, you've got to make sure that you're, you're, you're good at what you do. And I'm not saying that you have to be the finished article. It's more a mindset of always being on that path of constant improvement. And I think if, if you're a self-starter, if you're hungry for information, and if you're always getting that information and putting it into practice, really all you've got to do is, you know, build your network and put yourself out there and, and you can do anything from, from anywhere, really. Yeah, I mean, I really echo that as it resonates with me as well in our, in our journey. You know, you just got to do the best that you can do and build those relationships as strong as you can. You know, the honesty and the integrity and the building of relationships is just so key, but um, you don't have to be the finished article. My career path was different in a way because I started a company straight out of university. So I never had any work experience really, apart from like holiday jobs and weekend jobs. And my mum said at the time, you know, don't you think it'd be more sensible to go and get some work experience before you 
strike off on your own. So, you know, we took a different path, but very similar in terms of our attitude to just do our best and try and be the best that we can be at what we're learning to do. And you just learn along the way and you can create an amazing business and an amazing career for yourself if you if you believe that. So I, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything you've said there, Louis. Tell us, Louis, then what's it been like the last couple of years? COVID has obviously been a massive change. How has that impacted your business? Yeah, so it's a it's a really interesting one for us because I think to a certain extent we were quite fortunate um, as to where we were in the business because lockdown hit and we were just over a year old as a business and we'd been very very careful to kind of grow slowly you know grow and and kind of try and be smart about it so every day we were rocking up to Tech Hub in Swansea or the NatWest Entrepreneur Hub in Cardiff um, and our office fit in our in our backpacks. So we'd, we'd turn up in the morning and it laptop out of the backpack, pad a paper out, pens, and, and, and we were away. You know, technically and equipment-wise, transferring to a working-from-home scenario was, was not that difficult. And, and I think, you know, from what, from what we've seen, and I know lots of different people will see lots of different scenarios, but I think for us, it was definitely like a, a people disruption was, was the biggest thing. You know, people were having to adapt to different scenarios, working from home. And, and having to, you know, different environments. Some, some, some of the team, you know, working from a place where the whole family are working from home. So actually finding a, a room or having to nip off to different rooms where they can make, you know, calls in, in private or, or without impacting on someone else's work. I think that was, the, that was really the key, the key thing. And actually, you know, it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, right? Because with being such a young business as, as well, the downside is, you know, we weren't super established. We were still like you think about it as a person, you know, in your first 12 months of, of, of business, and I know you'll appreciate this as well, is that you're still kind of finding your feet. You know, you're you're in startup mode, taking in everything, trying to make sense of the world that you're living in and trying to kind of start to uh, grow up in a in a kind of rapid way in that sense. We had a bit of a scary first month of lockdown. We lost, I think, between three and four opportunities in the pipeline that were like basically about to about to come off and we also lost three or four clients at the same time so we took a huge hit in 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 the very first month but then in the second month two of the clients came back i think they just had a little bit of a a fear of of what was about to come Uh, and two of the opportunities that fell out of the pipeline um, came back as well and from that point on we continued to grow on the same trajectory as as we had previously we were dealing with a very different situation, you know, having to adapt. Like, like I said, I think after that point, the biggest impact was on, on our clients, on our team, on all the different situations, and also on, on the audiences that we were advertising to. So a number of, of our clients and, and two of the clients that we lost actually were, you know, business to business services, but business to business services that relied on brick and mortar offices. So trying to promote those services or those products when there's no one in offices but the demand for that just 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 fell out the floor. So it was a it was it was really really interesting. September is our end of year, and we finished having grown. We hit our t- growth target, which was which was really really great. But almost immediately after, within a, within a couple of months, uh, when we got into 2021, like January and February were were a little bit scary, if I'm being honest. You know, we we were never in any financial trouble. Like we've always been quite smart. We're, we're conscious that now we're employing people. We've got people that that we that we have a responsibility for keeping in a job, but for making sure that they're that they're they're okay. And our team is always something that we're really conscious to to think about first and foremost. So, you know, we've we've always got kind of six months to rely on, 
but in January and February, we made no sales and we had no inquiries, which was just unheard of because I've usually got a few inquiries coming in pretty much every week. So it was just, it was just like a, you know, is this, is this really like what things are going to look like for, for the future? Is this just a blip? Like what's, what's happening? Uh, and, and I think there was, I think there was a few things at play. I think the, the lockdown kind of, for us, it obliterated all of the communities that we were involved in. You know, we weren't able to go networking. We weren't able to uh, kind of have those coffee catch-ups that we were um, usually able to do. I've always tried to be really active in the community, kind of go into networking events, go into talks, trying to run a couple of talks every year, meeting people for, for coffees and, and, and just generally, you know, um, especially in the co-working spaces, if anyone had any kind of trouble with marketing or, or, or anything like that, I'd always be happy to grab a coffee and kind of chew through it with them. And I think, you know, and also um, one of the things that we noticed was that a lot of our sales were either coming through uh, people noticing us on LinkedIn and this is outside of kind of referrals because we've got a really good network of people that we work with that, that send us a lot of business. Um, but everything outside of that was was LinkedIn or in co-working spaces where people had heard us talking on the phone. And we're like, you guys sound like you know what you're talking about. So actually, weirdly, you know, people eavesdropping on us was a great <laughs> was a great sales channel. And, and so all of that had gone away. I wasn't doing a very good job on my LinkedIn profile on January and February. We weren't going networking. We weren't going to talks and socializing like we like we usually would and I, I think kind of saw the impact of that like that that kind of losing the communities on 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 sales uh, for sure it's so scary isn't it when when your sales or your inquiries fall away and again we had that situation back in 2008 when there was a kind of global financial crisis mm. our key market is, has always been the property sector that was a real kind of credit crunch that really hit the global Stop. property sector you know orders that we had in our book ready to go were mothballed uh, inquiries really dried up and it's such a scary time and it's so easy to panic and 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 you're full of fear fear for your team fear for the future of your business how did you uh, you know how how have you managed to turn that around yeah so we we have um, a meeting every month to run through how the business is performing with the team and so that you know um, with the kind of senior members of the team just to kind of just just for everyone to feed in on what they're working with and how it's how it's going and we, we were always very open with them and kind of said look you know this is we're concerned about this it's nothing to worry about just yet we'll tell you if there's any concern to worry what we did was we we tried to innovate and launch a new service that didn't go as well as, as planned. One of the other things that we did more importantly was we started to really look inward and kind of start thinking, okay, well, if this is just a blip, how are we going to come out stronger the other side, really? Well, I guess there was a bit of a light switch, really, where I, I kind of realized that a lot, of the, a lot of the things that the business stood for, so for example, I, I talked about my experience as, a, as an in-house marketer and kind of all of the, you know, the experiences and the, and the things that fed into where that came from that I was, I was either assuming that everyone understood like the values and, and, and what we were working to, towards as a business. And I was, I was, number one, I wasn't communicating that very well with the team. And number two, that was, that was more like when I was communicating, it was more me broadcasting it in a way that, that I understood. And I kind of realized pretty quickly that I'd, I'd never really taken the time to, to understand from the team, like, what the business was and what it meant to them for us as an employer for the service that we were running for their aspirations for what was important to them and, and their values as well so we started this this consultation period where we basically just 
kind of mind mapped uh, what was Im important to to everyone and, and also what wasn't important or or really what what they wanted to avoid at all costs and from that we 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 kind of got to a, a place where we had an agreed set of culture points then what was important to to everyone and it was really really interesting because i think that process was a real eye-opener for me because our service is built all around listening really like we listen to clients we interpret what they're trying to do and then we translate that into a strategy we look at their online data we try and understand what their customers are trying to do and we interpret that into making improvements to the strategy but actually internally we'd been doing a lot of broadcasting we hadn't been doing a lot of listening and we hadn't been doing a lot of in interpreting and, and making improvements for that but there was some really really great findings from that that process number one a really great process was that everyone was really really happy on the team and really really pleased um, and, and had a had a good level of job satisfaction so that was number one that was really really great to to, to find out um, but number two some of the things that came out of the consultation that were important i would have overlooked them or or they wouldn't have even been on my radar if i hadn't asked and actually might have been a little bit uh, hesitant to add them in because I, I didn't know if that was me that would have been me being kind of a militant pushy business owner including them but some of the key things that came back from the team was that we want to always be improving like personal development is really important another one was that they they want to be pushed like they want to be pushed to to to, to be better and to improve and number three was that they that actually being direct about what's not working is a really really important part of learning so they actually wanted they wanted direct feedback when when things weren't working so that they could take it into consideration and improve on it which for me was really 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 interesting because we always knew that we well we, we actively try and hire people who are ambitious and competitive and, and take actions towards achieving what they want to want to achieve and actually it's, it's one of those things where you actually are where you ask questions you start to see things that you wouldn't have thought of yourself but it's just so so clear that they really align with with the people in the business and, and with what you're trying to achieve if you're if you're hiring the people that fit those those principles so uh, the biggest uh, impact for for us i think you know we like i said we, we launched a failed service we launched a, a, a another service that was much more successful but most important to me is that we 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 developed a, a much more, a much better culture that fit everyone uh, and and also that you know we've got a strong team but we also come in fingers crossed coming out of lockdown um but knowing that everyone is all on the same page and, and fired up and really really working towards these kind of uh, team um culture points yeah i mean i think that's just such an inspiring perspective on it all i want to just pick up on a couple of the things that you've said there you know, uh, for the region, we really believe in in what we think of as co-production. It's actually like when you talk to the broadest diversity of people and you get everybody's perspectives, then you uncover wisdom that you just would not think of on your own. And we're applying that on a kind of regional level, you know, bringing together, you know, huge diversity of different perspectives from across the region to talk about how can we turn the ship around, how can we help the region be successful. But what you've described there is, to my mind, it's that same process, but on a really micro level within your own team, within your own organisation. And I've similarly seen how powerful that can be, you know, when you really take the time to involve your team in making big decisions or just sharing their perspectives on what the challenges are and what the opportunities are and the stuff that you just wouldn't have 
wouldn't have thought of on your own, but also you can't tell people to be motivated in their job. You can't tell people, you know, invest in your own personal development. They can only do that for themselves. And so giving that sense of ownership over their own career paths and their own like career development, I just think is really powerful and, um, and builds that sense that you're all in it together, which I just don't, you know, money can't buy that in a company. That is just priceless, isn't it? When you've really, you're all pulling in the same direction. I just think that's, that's, that's fantastic. And yeah, looking inward, like you say, we've all had those difficult times and I'm sure many people listening to this podcast episode now, you know, perhaps in a sort of challenging circumstance in their businesses or looking at what's next. And, and that lesson of just take, take stock, take a breath, you know, look at your culture, look at your values and include the whole team in that conversation, that kind of honesty. It's just so important. So are you feeling more positive? Has that, has that um, had outward results as well as just a kind of morale boost for everybody? Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, one of the things to, to kind of uh, say as well is that we, we work with a business coach, uh, Cassandra Boddington, who's, who's been fantastic through this as well. And one of, I guess, you know, as, as, a, as a message, if people are thinking that they, that they would like to go through a more collaborative approach, um, really, like one of the things that we were kind of going up against was, a resistance to chaos like we didn't want to create chaos and we kind of thought that maybe having an open conversation would just cause loads and loads of chaos and it just didn't you know like when you have a team that you know when you when you really really try hard to hire the right people and you know that you've got a really good mix of people with the right attitude and the right values and the right skills the right conversations happen and the right things come out of the of, of the discussions Cassandra really championed pushing us towards that more collaborative approach because we were always kind of like well how do you control it how do you measure it how do you plan for it how do you fit it into this nice neat little box and yeah so so i'd just say like if you're worried about chaos just 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 don't worry just take the plunge if it doesn't yeah. work you don't have to run with it at the end of the day um, yeah i mean i think you know collaboration is messy isn't it and unpredictable mm -hmm. but uh, you've got to kind of go with the go with the process and i also thought as he was speaking, I'd give a, a plug for another of our members, which is the ION Leadership Programme at Swansea University. So Zoe's enrolled on this at the moment. And I think this year, as a part of sort of COVID response, the ION Leadership Programme is actually free for leaders and business owners to enrol on. And I know that they really champion this kind of way of working um, and this, this attitude about, about collaborative leadership. So again, that's, that's there for people who are in business in the region and it's free so I wanted to give a quick plug to that but it sounds like working with a business coach has been um, similarly valuable for you yeah incredibly so I can't, I can't encourage it enough you know I've, I, I played in a band when I was younger and I always kind of thought well if I had a guitar teacher earlier I'd have been a better guitarist I played uh, basketball kind of to, a, to a, a fairly competitive level like you know local leagues and things like that and always thought I could have been better if I at basketball if I'd had a, had a coach earlier so when we came to business, I wasn't going to make the same mistake three times. And, you know, straight away, as soon as it, as soon as we started becoming responsible for employing people, I, you know, spoke to Cassandra and brought, brought her on as a coach. One of the things that, that I also did, that did was to kind of become a hermit for three days and just go, right, I'm going to focus on our sales and marketing. And I'm going to put together a, a kind of targeted marketing approach to reach new people and to start um, drumming up conversations if they're not happening. And, and as I was starting to kind of work on that, I, I hadn't like let, let anything out into the wild yet, but 
over those three days, I had three phone calls from quite big opportunities. Cut a long story short, basically mm -hmm. in March, we had six inquiries versus the zero that we'd had in, in January and February. Five of them have, have already turned into customers. One of them is very likely to become a customer over these next couple of weeks. Whether it was being more secure and more confident that, that made us take better, stronger action that led to better results, I'm not too sure, but we, we definitely saw a dramatic turnaround after doing that. And we've continued to see that, that happening. And, you know, it, it could also be down to the environment and, you know, you know the actual commercial environment of things changing with COVID and, and everything like that. But th there's definitely no doubt in my mind that we're coming out of this situation so much more stronger, so much more comp confident, so much more yeah, positive and, and just like it feels like we're on you know, such a better track than we were on before as a result of, of doing that work. Yeah, I, uh, I'm never quite sure whether I believe in the law of attraction, but I certainly do believe that the more confident and the more positive our own mindsets are, it brings results in the real world. And you can't always understand where those have come from. And it takes quite a lot of faith and belief that this will come good in the end. But um, yeah, I'm a big believer in, in looking inward, working internally on yourself on an individual level and on an organizational level. And for me on a regional level, you know, looking to our strengths, looking to our culture, having a shared vision. I think it works at every level. And um, yeah, and then it attracts one way or another or you're well placed to take advantage of the opportunities as they come so yeah that's just fantastic to hear that you guys are, are on a good track what are you excited about over the next couple of months i'm particularly excited about one of the services that, that have come to the fore over lockdown i think um so our like, like i kind of said like our core uh, values are about being transparent and conscientious and and really pushing for, for excellence you know, no marketing agency have a, has a 100% track, track record. If, if a marketing agency says they have a 100% track record or if they guarantee your results, kind of have to be quite careful because, you know, that it's, it's, it's just one of those things that there are a few tricks that you can do to, to predict results, but you never really know how things are going to work until you put them out into the wild. One of the things that we were finding on, on kind of campaigns that we were running that, that weren't working is that there's 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 two sides of of online advertising. There's the there's the campaigns that you run, and managing those campaigns and optimizing them and making sure they're working from a from a management level. But there's also then what happens when people engage with those campaigns and go to a website, and actually it's it's how the the campaign and how the website or the landing page or whatever you have in play uh, interact with each other that makes a successful campaign. And we were getting to this point where we were kind of you know, um, the campaign is really well optimized. You know, we can see that the people are resonating with it. They're commenting positively on, on social ads. They're, they're clicking through to the website. They're having a good old nose. Like, realistically, we, we can't think of any reason why they wouldn't be taking action or, or converting other than the website is not helping them to do that. And it, while, it was, while it was true, you know, we, we would only ever have that conversation as a last resort because we, we hate you know, pointing the finger to, well, it's, it's this, this is outside of our control um, and you have to spend more money to, to fix it. Like we, we hated that conversation. So, so we, we've always offered kind of landing page building and we've, we've kind of turned that into more of a conversion experience size of, of the service. So we're now doing advertising, 
but we're also really getting much more involved in that conversion experience and, and user journey side of the, of the of the service because we don't want to be in that situation where we're pointing fingers and going well that's that that's that problem over there like that's nothing to do with us we kind of want to go give us you know give us your trust we'll work in partnership with you uh, rest assured we will do everything with our, within our power to make this work and we'll take everything um we'll take control of everything needed to make this work so that if it if it doesn't work we can't blame anyone but ourselves and i and like we're, we're really really in a much more confident position as a result of that and i think clients are really appreciating that that approach more as well so um like i said we, we we've always kind of offered this as a service but kind of in late 2020 we enrolled in the funnelytics which is like a an analytics software um really really good innovative analytics software for online conversion journeys and they actually offer a, a program for for agencies um, and so we enrolled in that and we joined 150 other expert funnel builders um, and kind of three mentors who give kind of weekly online coaching and that that you know just to just to have that community of people in the same space and have this expert advice whilst uh, innovating on the service and you know everything that went with it like that's that's been really really huge for us as well and that's what we're particularly excited about you know amazing yeah and do you work with clients locally local businesses across the region um as well as kind of bigger uk and national companies who are your clients yeah so um so we've we've been really privileged to be working with cold time coffee over the over the lockdown so they came on board and you know, we're, we're really really loving working with them and their campaigns are working really really well so locally i mean not not kind of in the in the swansea um bay region but um one of our most recent uh, clients is mizuma accountants and we're we're just kind of getting getting up and running with, with those guys but again really really pleased to be working with another innovative welsh business we have a mix i think is the is the honest answer we have we have businesses in carmarthenshire swansea bridgend cardiff pembrokeshire we have businesses in each of those counties that we're working with but then we do also have businesses in in ireland and london and the midlands and and kind of all all other different places as well that's the uh, benefit of being in digital, isn't it? Your clients can be anywhere and, and really you can be anywhere and uh, you can still build a successful company. You know, it's been really inspiring to hear from you and your whole mindset on, on your business and the development of your company, your team, your services. Certainly for me, I think it's just always great to hear from other entrepreneurs about what they're doing and, and the journey they're on. And you've been really honest, so I really appreciate that. So we're privileged to have you guys on board as members of For The Region. Talk a little bit about why you've joined For The Region and, and what your hopes are for Southwest Wales. Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, I guess ever since being part of the tourism team for you know Swansea Council, like it really gave me a, you know, you, you kind of, you always have that sense of being proud of where you're from. I think that's one of definitely one of the things that always comes out of the for the region meetings is that real sense of pride but actually working in a tourism capacity it makes you take a step back and kind of really think about all of the things and how to communicate it and like how how they really make you feel and how you want to share it with others so so for sure like that really is always kind of got, that that was the, the catalyst for for getting me really kind of interested and excited and and, and kind of conscious of talking about everything that the area has to offer like for the future of, of of the area, I think it's I think it's awesome because I, I've always kind of 
loved the organic kind of friendly approach as you get further west in Wales. You kind of have uh, Cardiff, which is kind of very dynamic and very um, exciting and exhilarating. And then once you kind of get closer west, you, you have that, but it's a different flavor of it. It's kind of more organic, which, which again is like, both of them are great, but kind of growing up in that environment, that's really what, what gets me excited. You know, if you look at Swansea and all of the investment that's going into it and, and kind of the focus on the tourism and the focus on the retail offering and the, the new arena and the, and, and the kind of the bridge that's bringing both sides of the center of the city together. If you look at all of the innovation in the, in the kind of the, the tourism attraction providers, and, and if you look at, you know, Carmarthenshire, who are doing loads of really innovative work with, with cycling and, and everything like that, I think it's a really, really interesting space. And you can just, you can just always continue to see like really huge strides that are being taken forward. And I really think that, you know, there's a real opportunity for local authorities and organizations of private businesses like to, to basically maximize their firepower, right? If they, if they work together, like there's, there's huge networks and huge resources that you can tap into. And, and, and so, yeah, so that, that's really, really it. I think the, being a member of Fort the Region is, is important for me because, number one, I want to be part of, a, of the community. I want to feel like I'm giving back uh, to the community by, you know, hopefully offering a, a, a different perspective. And all different perspectives are, are important, right? And, and also, I think it, for me, it's one of the really, really interesting and useful things that come out of the meeting is that you have so many people in so many different industries who are all part of different meetings and privy to different conversations where you also almost get like the, the kind of the one page overviews of what's actually going on in the industry and, and what's actually being worked on. So, so to be aware of, of what's being worked on and who's being responsible for it and what timelines look like and, and also to, to meet fellow business owners and, and people invested in, in the region is, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, thanks for thanks for talking about that a little bit, Louis. I think um, yeah, that's really our goal is to bring so many diverse perspectives together into different conversations around a huge variation of different topics. But you get a really great overview of everything that's happening. You get an insight into different sectors, different industries, and you just learn so much about, you know, different opportunities across the region. I think it makes us just feel incredibly um, hopeful and optimistic and empowered about the future of Southwest Wales. But it's great to hear that, um, yeah, that you appreciate that side of it as well. It's not networking, it's really building relationships with a purpose and coming to understand how much else is going on. But it's people like you that make the Alliance what it is. So we really appreciate your contributions in all of our meetings. And it's been great to have half an hour to sit and chat and hear a bit more about your business as well. So thanks so much for taking the time today. You're too kind, Dawn. Thank you very much. And uh, for all of those of you who are listening, I hope you found that um, an inspiring and motivational conversation with Louis today. If you're a member of For the Region, then do get in touch and come and share your good news stories and your lessons learned with us. We always love to understand more about what our members are up to. And if you're not yet a member, head on over to our website, fortheregion.org.uk and sign up. But for now, that's the end of another episode of Build Back Better. Tune in again next week. Bye for now.